Hey y'all, this is Sherry Witt, and you're listening to Unashamed. Unashamed is our weekly podcast where we discuss everyday topics from a biblical perspective, as well as having special guests on to give their testimonies on how the Lord has worked in their lives. Our earnest prayers that God will be lifted up, and this podcast can be used to further His kingdom. Now, on with the show, y'all. For the cause of Christ, I'll live my life This week's podcast is sponsored by Hilton Photography. Vanessa Hilton has over 25 years' experience as a professional photographer. She's located in Germantown, Ohio. You can find her on Facebook at Hilton Photography, or you can call her at 513-218-9393, or email her at psalm1849 at hotmail.com. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. This is our first episode of the new year. Happy 2020 from us. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and a blessed new year, and you're already uh, gung-ho about serving the Lord here in this new year. We had a wonderful Christmas, and we were actually sick on New Year's, um, but the Lord let it pass very quickly through our house, so we're thankful for that. I must say, I am not the biggest Christmas person. It's not my favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, but um, the reason for that is because I don't like to shop. It's rare. But I am a woman that does not like to shop at all. I hate shopping. And I never know what to get anyone. So instead of every year after Christmas, I say, all right, all year I'm going to be picking up stuff for the kids and getting the Christmas ready so then when Christmas does come, I won't have to stress about it. And it never happens. I'm still Christmas shopping a week before Christmas. So I just do not enjoy it. I never know what to get anyone Case in point, we got the both the boys, who are now six and three, a drum set. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not been that bad. It's been pretty good. And then after Christmas and after New Year's, our oldest turned six on the fifth. So it's just been, I'm now cleaning up the aftermath of our house because it's just a sight. But it's just been, a, it has been a wonderful Christmas. I love Christmas. For the sake of spending time with family. Um, <clears throat> it seems like every year uh, something's different. You know, last year, um, well, 2000, actually 2017 uh, was our first year without my mom. She had passed away like two weeks before Christmas. And then um, last year was, last Christmas actually was our last Christmas with my nephew Jordan who passed away this past April and went home to be with Jesus after a four-year battle with brain cancer. And so, you know, it was a fun time. It was a solemn time. It was a time that we remembered those that have gone on. My, my dad, so I lost my mom and my dad, you know, um, we went to my family, my fa my side of the family in Indiana to, to my Christmas and my cousins come over. We talked about my aunt, very dear to my heart. I love my aunt. Um, that she went home to be with the Lord uh, many years ago. And so in that case, I really enjoyed the family time and the good fellowship. I'm just not a big shopper. I really am not. But the thing about it is we did something different this year with the boys, which was something I'd seen on Facebook for the last few years, which was um, 
just get the give get the kids for gifts. I think it was maybe something to read, something they want, something they wear, something you want them to have or something. And so we, we ended up doing that. Um, the boys had both asked for uh, drums for Christmas. Actually, the oldest one initially had asked for a gun. I do not know where he got that at, but he... I took him to Bass Pro to go to go see Santa to get pictures with Santa. We don't really push the Santa thing, but I do like to have pictures with them uh, as they grow up, just as a more you know to remember. Um, but Santa did ask him, and he did talk this year, and he said he wanted a gun, and I was like, "What?" A few a few weeks later, we were at Walmart, and I, he hadn't mentioned the gun, but then a few weeks later, he kind of put his hand on my shoulder and he said, "Mom." you know, you don't have to buy me a big gun, just a gun to go deer hunting with. Now, I don't know where that come from because we're not big deer hunters in the family. I mean, so I don't know where that come from. And then a few weeks after I, I told him at that time, I said, you're not getting the gun. Just get it out of your head. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Referencing the Chris, a Christmas story. And a few weeks later, then he said, he was with, we were with some friends and he made the comment that he was sad because he had told Santa that he wanted a gun, but he forgot to tell Santa that he wanted a toy gun. And my friend that was with us said, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. He's like, why does everybody keep asking that? And I said, it's a movie. You'll have to ask your uncle when he comes in from Arkansas. But he never got into the movie. So we just kind of X that out. We're not getting, we're not getting a gun. So I ended up getting drums and some other things, but the thing was, and I mean, they are young and we're trying to teach them at, trying to teach them to be grateful, to be thankful for what they have. And, um, it didn't really work out the way I hoped. We're still working on those things. Um, I actually added it to our, our calendar for school to be responsible and putting our things back. You know, there's a place for everything and everything has its place and to take care of things and being thankful. And the thing that I can't, I love Thanksgiving. That is my favorite holiday. And I, I participated a couple years ago, but on Facebook come November 1st, you see people saying day one of being thankful. I'm thankful for this day two of being thankful. I'm thankful for this. So on, so on throughout November. And I didn't do it this last year. And when I was teaching Sunday school this, this last week, um, I have, uh, my son is in my class and then a, a, another little girl who's seven and I asked for a prayer request. And after I got to ask for a prayer request, I asked who wants to pray and the little girl raised her hand and I said, okay, pray. And y'all, I'm telling you, out of the mouth of babes, the Lord uses even little kids to remind me of my foolish self. Um, she didn't pray for anybody on the prayer list. Like we had put people down. She, for at least, at least a minute, at least two minutes, all she did was thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for my parents. Thank you for um, my teacher. Thank you for this for two minutes, at least. Um, all she did was thank, thank the Lord. And, and after she got done, I kind of teared up and I told her, I said, 
you don't know how much that prayer meant to me because you, you put something and you reminded me of something. And <clears throat> what you reminded me is that we shouldn't have to wait until November to be thankful for what the Lord has given us and what has, what he's done for us. He doesn't, he doesn't wait until November to bless us with the innumerable blessings that he, he bestows on us. He blesses us every day. And it so reminded me and it so touched my heart. And, um, it, it was just a reminder of, you know, being able to get up every morning. And if you're able to get up every morning, there you go. There's your blessing. Um, but the thing that we've done, the, it reminded me of what I needed to do, which was, um, we were sick over new Year's, so we couldn't do it. But since my husband and I have been married and we've been married for <clears throat> going on eight, well, going on seven years, it'll be eight years in September. Um, we had, we have a plastic container now, obviously, because kids and glass just do, don't go together. But, um, we called our blessings jar, our blessings vase when we had it in the glass. And what we would do is every, every so often we would write down a blessing that the Lord has bestowed upon us whether that be a material thing like paying a bill that we didn't know that we need, you know, that we weren't sure where the money was going to come from because it was an unexpected bill, um, to, uh, you know, having my husband find a new job, uh, to the ways he's healed us, you know, when the kids have been sick or when I've been sick to, um, even to, you know, when a friend has gotten saved and accepted Christ as their personal savior, when, um, when, some, when one of our friends have been healed or has a new job, those things. And we've always put it in this jar and at the end of the year or at the beginning of the next year, rather, we, my husband and I would sit down and we would go through our jar and we would open up the notes and it was just a reminder of what the Lord had done for us through that whole year. And it was really cool to look back and see what the Lord, how the Lord had, had blessed us, had taken care of us. He takes, he takes care of us every day. You know, the Bible says that he meets all of our needs and he will never leave us nor forsake us. So he's always with us and he always takes care of us. But it was a great reminder because sometimes I don't know about you, but with me, sometimes I take advantage of God. I sometimes go to him and in, in my, in my prayer life, um, is sometimes slack and most, m the majority of the time it really is. I need to pray more. I need to be more fulfilled. It, it doesn't need to just be like a dear Lord, please help this person in Jesus name. Amen. It has to be a real in depth prayer. And, um, sometimes I take advantage of that and I almost, it almost seems like, and I think a lot of Christians are like this. It almost seems like we treat God like Santa Claus. God, here's what I want. I want this and this and this and help this person, this person, this person in Jesus name. Amen. And then we don't do anything else about it. And so it's a great reminder that of what the Lord has done for us and, um, 
I really enjoyed doing that. And this year, like I said, we were sick on New Year's, so we didn't get to do it. And I actually, <clears throat> I actually did it a couple days ago. And I actually have a book, and I write in the book. It's called the Wit Family Blessings. And so every year I write it down, what the Lord has blessed us with, how he's changed people's lives. And this year I actually, you know, it, it, like I said, it was wonderful to be able to look back. And there were some times, you know, that, that I had forgotten on how the Lord had blessed us. And one thing that I had put on there was, um, I, I sometimes I date the blessing. Sometimes I don't. I put, I had put April and then I open it up. It's like on a post-it. So I put, open it up and it said 32 years with Jordan and his salvation. Jordan was my nephew. And so I was thanking the Lord for the 32 years that I got to know him, that I got to love him, that I got to, you know, be his buddy and play with him and, and goof off with him. And, and, also thankful for his salvation because that is the most comforting thing of all is that when our loved ones are not with us you have a loved one that has died whether they've died this year or last year whether they died 20 years ago if they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ you have that wonderful comfort even though you miss them so much you have that comfort that one day you will see them again it doesn't say in the in God's word that you might see them. It says that you will see them again if you've put your faith and trust in Christ. That's the thing. And and that that comforted me because even though it was sad that he went home to heaven and that I miss him and I have missed him. It was a blessing. And for him to be in my life and it was a blessing to know that he was saved and he accepted Christ as his personal savior so many years ago and I'm so thankful for that so my challenge to you this year one of the challenges I'm giving one of the challenges get some kind of container take time each day or each couple days to write down a blessing you know, something as much as getting up in the morning, being able to walk to the bathroom, um, having food on your table, living in a nice, dry, warm home, having a car to get back and forth to work, having a job that you can work that pays you. These are things that we take advantage of all the time. But y'all, we are richer than the majority of the world's population we're rich we have things that they they couldn't even dream of 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 having and I don't mean to put I don't mean to say that God just answers our material gives us materialistic um, things those are material and those are things that we need to be thankful for but be thankful for your salvation if you've accepted Christ your personal Savior that no matter how bad this world is going to get and it's going to get worse y'all no matter how bad it is right now and how crazy and ignorant and everything that's going on in this world that we have the knowledge and we have the comfort knowing that one day Jesus Christ is going to come back and he's going to take us home and he's going to take us out of this world because this world is not our home we're just passing through you can write that down for a a blessing 
Maybe you've been praying for someone and that someone's been sick or that someone hasn't been in church. And one day they might come to church or they, they might say, Hey, you know what? I'm not sick anymore. You can write that down. And I'll tell you the first year that we did it, it was hard. Y'all it really was because you just automatically want to think of the things that are right there in front of you, the, the materialistic things. But the more we did it, the more it got easier. And so I'm really thankful for that reminder. And so I challenge you to do that this year because that is, that is one thing that we as Christians sometimes forget to do is just be thankful for what we have, being thankful to Christ for what he's done for us. Not just being thankful when we're in the church doors, but being thankful when we get up in the morning that we have God's written word, um, those things. So I'm really excited about that. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 34, 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth, trusteth in him. Philippians 4, 9 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Those are just two instance, two verses in the Bible um, where God says that he will take care of us and, and that he will bless us, blesses those that trust in him. So I do challenge you to start your own blessings jar. I know a couple people, I put it on Facebook before we started doing this podcast and there have been a couple people that have started doing that. And it's just, it's amazing just to look back and see all the ways that the Lord has blessed you, your family, your friends in ways that you never imagined. So I challenge you for that. Challenge you to do that. I have another challenge later, but that's the first challenge. So this month in January is Sanctity of Human Life Month. Um, abortion is a hot topic issue. It's a controversial issue. I hate the word abortion. I'll tell you right now. I hate the word abortion and I hate the word pro-choice. It's murder. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're independent, Tea Party, Republican. I don't care. It is murder. There's no way you're going to convince me it's not. So I hate the word abortion and I hate the word pro-choice because it should just be pro-murder. I think that, I think that people that use those words, uh, sometimes the liberals like to use that word and I think it maybe sugarcoats what they're trying to say, which is really just murder. But anyway, Sanctity of Human Life is this month. Every year, um, and I've been, it's been... 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, but every year, thousands of people that believe in the sanctity of human life travel to Washington, DC for the event called March for life. And they demonstrate, um, they walk to the Capitol and demonstrate, uh, and protest against the fact that this murder is happening. Uh, that they like to call abortion. This year it's going to be, I think, January 20th through the 22nd. But you don't have to go to Washington, D.C. If you go to marchforlife.org, you can find events going on in your area. I know that <clears throat> if you're in the Ohio area, I think there's something going on in Cincinnati um, on the 19th. And if you are in Indy, Indianapolis, they're going to be doing their March for Life on the 20th from 12 to 3.30. Um, it'll be downtown Indy at the Capitol, uh, at Capitol and Georgia Street. 
And if you go at 1030 uh, at Indiana Convention Center, they'll be doing a memorial service. Like I said, it's a very hot topic issue. Um, and, and it's a controversial issue. People don't like to hear the truth when it's told to them. But here's the truth. And I've had, I've had talks with people that say, oh, well, you know, Planned Parenthood's a great company. It's a great organization. You know, they do this, this, and this. That might be. But according to Planned Parenthood, now this is Planned Parenthood's own report for 2018 and 2019, shows that Planned Parenthood performed a total get this y'all a total of 345,672 abortions I hate that word so what they really did was they murdered 345,672 babies that's what they did now i don't care if you get your if they do pap smears or they do lady you know other things the fact of the matter is that they murdered babies. I don't care about any of the other stuff. You murder a baby, that's an X in my book. You know, we need to be praying for these organizations that God would open these people that are running these abortion clinics, these murder clinics, that God would open their eyes to see the sin that they are doing, seeing what they're doing. It's not just a fetus in a bundle of cells. It's a living, breathing human being. And they really need prayer. We need to pray for them. Which brings me to this point. This is another debate <clears throat> that I've had with people, that I've had online with people. They always say, you know, you guys are all so gung-ho about the sanctity of human life and about getting rid of you know, making it illegal, but you don't do anything after the baby is born. And we'll get to the, we'll get this, we'll get to the challenge at the end because I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to do something else, but let's move on, shall we? So January 24th at South Fairborn Baptist Church, they're going to be having a special revival night. It's called America Awakening Rally with, uh, D.L. Harrison. It starts at 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to be talking more about that next week, but I do want to remind you if you are interested, if you are in the Franklin, Dayton area and you're listening, uh, South Fairborn Baptist Church uh, come out at 7 o'clock. You know, uh, the country needs revival. Our whole country needs revival. Um, but sometimes you have to start in your own Jerusalem. And so right now we need to start in Ohio, in our area, and branch out. And so we need revival here in our area. So we're going to be talking about that more next week. Uh, we're going to have a special guest come on and he's going to talk some more about that. But I want to let you know now so you can get it written on your calendars and make plans to come. Please come. So I'm really excited about this other part because if y'all haven't went, y'all need to go. So the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter for the whole year of 2020, kids under 10 get in free all year. That is awesome. I know a few years ago, the Creation Museum offered free, uh, offered the same thing, just the Creation Museum. But this year, it's also the Ark Encounter. And if you haven't been to both, they are awesome. I love the Creation Museum. 
that's my favorite one between the two. But if you've never had a chance to go to the Ark Encounter, I'm telling you, you will be blown away. You will be blown away. Your mind will just be blown. Like we went, I've been a couple times and every time I see it, I'm like in awe. Um, but I'm really excited about that. So you should check it out and make plans to go. That's what you need to do. That's a great summer thing to do. And here we go for our challenge. You know, I've been doing a devotion the last few weeks, well, the last couple months, I guess, called The Resol Resolution for Women. It's by Priscilla Shire. Um, I've talked about it before with my friend Jennifer, because she's been doing it too. Um, and if you've ever seen the movie Courageous, it is kind of based on that. Um, I'm not going to give you any of the details. If you haven't seen it, you really need to see it. It's a great movie. While I was doing the devotion this week, I come across um, something that really spoke to me. A couple things that really spoke to me. And one was in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. You know, <clears throat> since I've been saved, and I accepted Christ when I was 10, I've always been in prayer, or, or maybe been in thought of, Lord, what direction do you want me to minister in? You know, I've, I've ministered by singing in the choir. I've, um, did, worked with the, you know, kids, worked with the teenagers. I've, uh, did missions work. Like I've worked with the ladies group. I really wanted to know where the Lord, like what his will for my life was. And it wasn't until I read this verse that it kind of like dawned on me, like, you know, like the light bulb went off because it says, what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. It doesn't say what the Lord requires of women. It says what the Lord requires of thee. These are things that I need to do as a follower of Christ that we need to do. Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with thy God. That was the first thing that kind of blew my mind, so to speak. The second thing was that she was talking about how in our prayer life, we need to ask God to break our heart so that he could use it to be more sensitive to the ailments of others. You know, the thing is, is that as Christians, as followers of Christ, we have allowed ourselves to become complacent and stagnant in our walk with Christ. We really have, you know, complacent. We're, we're satisfied when we go to church on a Sunday and sit in a pew and listen to the preacher. Don't do anything else through the week. We're satisfied with that. You know, we are, our walk with Christ has become stagnant. It hasn't, if it, if it's, it, it's just not went anywhere. We haven't grown. And I don't mean, I don't mean just growing in the knowledge of him. I mean like doing something. The Bible says, like, don't be doer or don't be hearers, but be doers. You know, if we claim to be 
followers of Christ, if we, if our lives are supposed to be, um, dedicated to Christ, then we need to live that way. And like I said, we've just become too complacent. We become pew sitters. And I've always heard and I've always repeated it. If God has saved you, he did not call you to sit in a pew. I don't care who you are. He did not call you to sit in a pew. If God saved you, he's called you to do something, something, you know, um, in other words, we've almost become desensitized to sin, to the works and wonders of Christ. You know, it's not, we're not excited about that anymore. You know, we, we just come, we pat ourselves on the back. You did good. You went to church on Sunday. You went to church Sunday night. Wow. You went to church Wednesday night. Great job. And that's it. You know, I've heard so many tests. I've heard some testimonies at my church and I've seen people put it on Facebook about how 2020 is going to be a different year. You know, they want to go grow closer to the Lord. And when I was reading, doing this devotion and reading about it, I thought the same thing I want to do. I want this year to be different. I want to go grow closer to the Lord. But then my next question is how? How do I do that? And the answer was to ask God to break my heart so that it could be sensitive, more sensitive to the elements of others and to get out of my comfort zone. You know, God's not going to call you to do something and not equip you to do it. That's the thing. Now, I don't know what that is for you. You know, maybe that is traveling to Cincinnati to protest, uh, you know, against, against murdering babies. Uh, maybe it is going to your local community pregnancy center and saying, Hey, how can I volunteer? Or, Hey, I bought some diapers. I had, I had an extra $10 left over from grocery money and I went ahead and got some diapers and I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you. Or going next door to your friend, to your neighbor's house or to your friends and saying, Hey, I want to invite you to church. I want to sit down and I want to read, I want to show you something in the Bible. You know, God has called all of us to do something. I don't know what that is for you, but that's my next challenge. Challenge number two, get out of your comfort zone. It might seem scary. But like I said, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. God will not call you to do something without giving you the ability to do it. You know, if we want to grow closer to Christ in 2020, it can't just be lip service. You can't just say it and not do anything. You have to put some feet on your prayers. So I challenge you this year. And we're going to come back and we're going to update because I want to hear from you. I want to hear what the Lord put upon your heart to minister to. How he called you out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's singing a song at church that you've really wanted to sing for a long time. But you've been too scared to do it. Whatever it is, the Lord will help you through it. And you will grow closer to him. Not not just through his word. Uh by reading his word, but also by doing his word, 
We are to be the hands and feet of Christ. We can't be the hands and feet of Christ if we're sitting in a pew, y'all. We just can't. You know, the world is not getting any better. Jesus is coming soon. You know, I know I know. sometimes, I think my pastor said it before, you know, the newsman can get on, the weatherman can get on the TV and, and say, hey, we're going to have a huge storm tonight. You know, you better... You better get ready. And people will line up to go to the store so they can buy their toilet paper and their milk and their bread. But you tell people over and over and over, hey, Jesus is coming. You better be ready. And they just turn away from it. And they just disregard everything. You know, we are to be the hands and feet of Christ. We can't do Christ's work if we're sitting in the pew. I know some of you might be sitting, might be listening and saying, hey, what can I do? The one thing that everybody can do is pray. And I don't mean just a little tiddly prayer. You know, I mean really get with God. You know, the Bible says we we can come boldly. It doesn't say that we come quietly to his throne. It says we come boldly to his throne. And we say, hey, Lord, I'm here and I want to pray. I want to have that quiet time with you and talk to you. And tell you my thoughts and my dreams and my hopes and I want to pray for these people and 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 really seek your guidance and your wisdom and follow you you know that's what we need that's how you can in essence change the world so to speak I hope that you guys can do that this week I really do and not just this week but this year I am so excited about um, what this year is going to bring. We have some uh, things on the horizon that we've been praying about, about the podcast. And um, we're just waiting on the Lord to kind of direct where we, where we're going to go from here. But uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful January. Um, We'll see you next week. And um, God bless y'all. Thanks for listening this week to our podcast, Unashamed. We hope you enjoyed it. The song Unashamed is by Brian Free and Assurance from their album, Unashamed. You can find more information about Brian Free and Assurance, a wonderful Southern gospel group, at their website, brianfreeandassurance.com. See you next week, y'all.